Welcome to the Dare to Date podcast, the podcast where we have the bigger conversations about dating, love, life and relationships. You know, the ones that ones that change lives. Today, I'm going to be talking about flags. We're going to be talking about pink, red and green flags. Now, if you haven't heard, a red flag is a warning sign of danger, right? So a lot of people are very focused on noticing red flags to stop them getting hurt. Now, if you've come out of a a painful breakup, there's a lot more pressure on you to not get hurt again. You know, there's a lot of fear attached to it. You kind of go, well, I don't want to be in that situation again. I want to get it right the second time. Alternatively, It could be the first time and you see so many failed relationships around you that you're determined that you are going to get this right. So you want to look for potential red flags. And like I said, red flags are a danger sign. You know, a stop sign is is a sign of danger. But people can get way too obsessed with the negatives of dating, you know, red flags, toxic dating trends, like um, ghosting, situationships, benching, orbiting. But there's also something known as green flags. And green flags are where you're looking for the good signs in the relationship. Now, I want to talk about what you really need to do to make sure that you end up in a happy, healthy relationship. Do you look for the red flags? Do you look for the green flags? Do you notice the pink flags? (laughs) Do you have a United Nations worth of flags? Or are you the type of person that paints pretty flowers out of your red flags? What I want to say is a mix of all of these things are true. And I'm going to give you, you know, share some insider secrets that I share with my coaching clients of what you need to do because often there's a paradox you know two things can be true at the same time what I do find a lot of is people are very focused on what they don't want particularly if they've come out of a failed relationship or seen lots of failed relationships around them including their parents so they'll be really focused on the things that they don't want And they'll spend a lot of time being very clear about what they don't want. But, you know, most of the time, if I ask them what they did want, they wouldn't really be very clear about it. They might be clear about the superficial stuff, but not often about the stuff that really counts. So what also happens is, and I talk about this a lot in the podcast, in videos, is that what you focus on you see more of. That's the way our brain works. You know, whatever you look for, you see. And I've given the example of you buy a new car and you see that car everywhere. Uh, There's no more cars on the road, just your brain says that's of interest to you and it will filter it through. Now, the reality is our brain gets billions of bits of information and it filters what we see based on our beliefs, based on what interests us and our values, right? And it it chunks it down to a very small amount of things that you could see. So for instance, if you were focused on, I don't want to be with anyone who cheats, you'll be focusing on cheating. I don't want to be with anyone who cheats. I don't want to be with anyone who cheats. So you'll see lots of examples of people cheating. You'll see it on TV. You'll see it 
with the people around you, with friends, with people at work, literally everywhere you'll go, you'll see examples of people cheating to the point where you wonder if anyone anywhere has a healthy, wonderful relationship, right? You are so focused on cheating that that's what you see, just like if you bought a new car. Now, there are a lot of people who don't cheat out there. Not everyone you are going to date is going to be a cheater. But when you focus on that, you're going to see it. Now, what I do want to say, a couple of things, right? So our brain cannot work on the negative. So if, you're, if, if you say, whatever you do, don't focus on cheating. Whatever you do, don't focus on cheating. You have to focus on cheating. So if I told you not to think of a red rose, don't think about a red rose. You think about a red rose. Our brain does not work in negatives. So when you're spending a lot of time focusing on the negative, that is exactly what you're going to see and what you're going to bring more of into your life. So it's important not to spend your time focused on that. And you can become so aware of what you don't want, that you're hyper-focused on it and it doesn't do you any good, right? Now, the reality is that when people feel strong chemistry with people, it shuts down their judgment about the person. And I say this all the time. So it's literally, maybe they can see the red flags, but they don't care. They don't think it's going to be a problem. Literally, they end up loving everything about the person that they might hate. That's the brain under the influence of chemistry. Literally, the chemi chemical cocktail that's going through your brain only allows you to see the good in the person. And chemistry really is the glue that keeps you together. But, you know, it also blinds you, right? So it... Chemistry and attraction is what makes you want to keep seeing someone through the good and the bad times. The problem with that chemistry is it can blind you um, to the initial red flags and warning signs. So it allows you to even make people into what you want them to be rather than who they actually are. Now, there is some research that they've done. Uh, Dr. Samantha Joel did extensive studies on you know what makes attraction and it's quite mysterious I talk about this quite often and they got a thousand uni students to go on a pile of speed dates but before they did that they got them to fill out you know their interests their beliefs their values their deal breakers and they fed all of this information into a computer right and they thought they could predict with some level of accuracy who could choose who but guess what percentage they got it right? Zero. They didn't get it right any time. You would think that you would. You would think that you would get it right 10% of the time. But what was especially interesting is they found that when they were attracted, when those thousand speed daters were attracted to someone, they threw out their red flags, they threw out their deal breakers. So they had to construct this list of deal breakers. But when they felt attraction, they went out the window. So the problem is, is you can have some red flags that literally will disappear when you're feeling attraction and chemistry with someone. But like I said, those red flags are a warning sign 
and they are there to keep you safe. What I find in my coaching, in, you know, watching the people around me, people I know, is when they ignore those red flags down the track, they're the things that cause the relationship to break up. They're the things that cause things not to work out. So it's important to pay attention to them. Now, when I work with people, what I get them to do is to be really clear about five things that are absolute deal breakers. Now, a deal breaker is something that breaks a deal. It's not something that you go, oh, well, I'm so attracted. There's no one like them out there. I've never felt this way before. This feels magical and wonderful. And you ignore that gut feeling. You ignore that red flag. Is always going to get you into trouble, right? It's a deal breaker for a reason. And if you want to end up in a healthy relationship, it's really important to honour your deal breakers. Now, deal breakers are not superficial things. They're not he has to be six foot, she has to be, a, you know, a size Australian eight, American four or whatever ridiculous size it is. It's real things. So examples of deal breakers would be things like trust. Honestly, trust is so essential to a healthy relationship. It's like your foundations. We probably don't pay a lot of attention to trust, but when you lose it, oh my gosh, it's the most devastating thing that you are gonna feel. Without trust, you have nothing, right? So trust needs to be the foundation. And if you see very clear signs that you can't trust the person you're with, it's a huge warning sign that you're going to end up unhappy down the track, right? We're not talking small white lies or a photo that doesn't look like them. We're talking about if someone lies to you, if someone misleads you, if someone, you know, continually breaches your trust. I see way too many singles overlook breaches of trust and end up in relationships that explode. Trust is a really relevant deal breaker. Another deal breaker could be if someone doesn't match your values. And I've seen examples of this quite often. So let me give an example, for instance, of one person really wants to have children. They've always dreamt of having children and a family. They can't imagine a future without it. It's a must have for them, non-negotiable. And say it's a woman, she meets a guy, and I've seen this, who says, look, I don't want to have children. And she feels so much chemistry for him that she puts aside the need to have children, thinking that love conquers all. Yet five years down the track, that need to have children gets stronger and stronger and stronger and it rips them apart because it's such a strong difference in values that you can't go without that. So 
that kind of comes more of a must-have than a deal breaker. A deal breaker might be maybe you want to practice the same religion as someone you're with. Now, I recently saw an example of this on Love is Blind, very fascinating show, and I could talk about that for a whole podcast. You know, love is blind to a degree, but looks will always come into it, and you see that play out in the show. Anyway, one particular couple, he was an atheist. She had strong faith, and it was important to her. But as they were talking about it, uh, you know, he just goes, well, that doesn't really matter that much. What, what difference is religion? And she goes, oh, well, how will you feel if I want to say grace with our kids at the table? He goes, I'd laugh at you. But then goes on to say that that's not a big deal. And they end up brushing this issue aside. And in the show, you have to get engaged without seeing each other. And, th and that's what they did. But as the show plays out, she couldn't get past that difference because her family all believed in God. It was a strong part of her life. And she wanted to bring up her kids that way. Him being an atheist and, and not embracing that side of her or even, you know, having the capacity to laugh at that was a deal breaker for her. So they broke up. But instead of, right, instead of acknowledging that as a deal breaker at the very beginning, she went along with the engagement and feelings got hurt. So you can be attracted to someone, you can be invested, but if there's a deal breaker, honour it. And it has to be real deal breakers. So what, what I have, and, you know, even if you don't work with me as a coach, I have, you know, one of my favourite programs is how to choose the best match for you. And you can do it in your own time and it gives you templates that you can reuse. But it allows you to work out, even from your past relationship history, what is a real deal breaker you know a deal breaker will be around your values around significant things that are really important to you and you know in the program also looking at the must-have so the green flags and when you're really clear it allows you to quite honestly avoid altogether relationships that are not going to be very good for you so some examples of red flags that you can look for, you know, there's a whole pile of ones that you want to look for depending on, on yourself. And like I say, working out those five core ones will save you a lot of time and effort. So someone with different core values, right? Someone who is obsessive, Maybe they're a workaholic, they're fanatical, <laughs> they have obsessive behaviour about anything. Often these types of people be, can be quite unavailable. Maybe your deal breaker is things like smoking, drinking, taking drugs. Religions and political beliefs can be a big one, and we see this a lot in America. Trump supporters opposed to non-Trump supporters. Those types of fundamental things can really get in the way of a great relationship. So I really encourage you 
to work out what yours are. And it's just the real things that would absolutely be a deal breaker. And like I say, we're not talking superficial things. If someone wasn't emotionally intelligent, if someone had an issue with anger, would be a big problem. Other things that, you know, if they don't ever make time for you, if they don't respect people, you know, not just their friends, families and partners, do they respect other people? People who don't respect people aren't great to be in a relationship with. So also you want someone who is able to understand your feelings and be able to validate your feelings. So, you know, someone who, like I said, has that anger problem, who can't, can't even get where you're coming from, won't create a strong, healthy relationship. Can they process their own emotions? Have they, are they able to see your needs as well as their own, right? Have they dealt with their past, right? Have they dealt with getting over exes? Are they emotionally available? Are you sexually compatible? You might think that that's not a big deal, but sex, as much as it's a small part of a relationship, can become such a big thing for you. So, like I said, whatever that is for you, it's really important to look at. I, you know, I know that when I look through mine, trust, trust was essential for me. Um, someone who was emotionally mature, I've coldness is a deal breaker mean spirit judgmental for me as a judgment is is a deal breaker so being clear about what really is your deal breakers and sticking with them because as I said that experiment that they carried out we're really easily able to give up our deal breakers when we feel strong attraction to someone and the problem is when you give up those deal breakers, it erodes your own trust in yourself because you haven't listened to yourself. You haven't listened to your gut or your intuition. And, you know, it makes you feel down the track that you can't trust yourself, that your picker is wrong, etc. So being clear really is a game changer when it comes to dating. So many people go, well, I'll know it when I see it. And they're not clear about that and they end up in relationships that are unhealthy for them. Now, what I do absolutely teach people to do is to look for the green flags, focus on what you want. And again, I, I'm not talking about a superficial list because the superficial list isn't the stuff that makes you happy long-term. You can be with someone that's so good looking and you have amazing chemistry, but if they're mean, if they're cold, um, emotionally unavailable to you, you're not going to have a happy relationship. It's not going to last. In fact, it will end up being a toxic roller coaster that doesn't make anyone happy. Yeah, maybe it's exciting, but that's as far as it goes. The damage that it will cause you in the long-term 
is, is worse than the benefits you're going to receive. So what I recommend that you do is be clear about how you want to feel in a relationship, which is different to a list. Do you want to be seen? Do you want to be heard? Do you want to be respected? Do you want to be admired? Do you want to be adored? And then sit in your feelings and imagine how that feels, right? And write a list of what you want to feel. And imagine feeling that. Then when you meet someone who doesn't bring out those feelings, you can instantly go, well, that doesn't feel good. That's not what I'm looking for. So being focused on how you want to feel and what you're looking for in a relationship is so much more important than looking for the red flags, the pink flags, painting flowers on them. So my absolute tip to you is have your five deal breakers, right? And then sit down and really think about how you want to feel. Now, if you've never been in a healthy relationship, that can be a bit of a stretch to do, right? Because maybe you don't know what it looks like, you know. But spend some time being clear about that because the clearer you are, then you will recognise it when it comes. You'll recognise those feelings. And it is something that as a coach I work with people because once you get that part right, it's a game changer for what comes into your life uh, and don't get me wrong <laughs> sometimes you when you date dating is about meeting people to see if you're going to work out long term you don't always know those things straight away okay people don't really show us who they are to a minimum of the three-month mark and and possibly longer so the whole experience of dating someone is seeing if that you're going to work out and exploring that with each other. Now, sometimes we go into dating with this all or nothing mentality going, the next person I date has to be the one. That's so much pressure to put on each date, too much pressure, and I say this one all the time, that we don't go... To every you know go out and go are you going to be my only best friend for the rest of my life if you're in business and you do every networking you don't go are you going to be my business partner or my customer for the rest of your life you don't do that it's way too much pressure on one interaction so you're really getting out there and dating to see who is right for you and who's going to be a good fit you Unfortunately, you may date someone for three to six months and realise that they weren't who you thought they were or that you weren't compatible. Sometimes that isn't evident in those first few dates. And the more you date, really the clearer you can become on what's important to you, right? Because we, we spend more time in our romantic relationships and with that person than with anyone else and they have the biggest impact on us so choosing someone that you're going to have a happy relationship is important we can't do that after three dates so sometimes it is dating to find out if you're going to work so 
in conclusion, uh, I've probably talked to a lot. I want you to really be clear about your five deal breakers. And I want you to be clear about how you want to feel in a relationship. And if you want a great tool to do that, go on to my website and there is the how to choose the best match for you. You have reusable templates. It's really powerful exercises. That is the equivalent of several coaching sessions that you can do in the comfort of, of your own home. And if you, if you had some unanswered questions, you could then book in a coaching session. But I highly recommend it because when you're clear about what you want and you're really focusing on what you want, you're going to see more of that instead of focusing on what you don't want, right? Because I do know that for a lot of people, they can be very aware of their patterns. Awareness is only one thing. You want to move from awareness into taking action. A lot of very aware, very together people get stuck in that awareness stage and they don't move forward to create the relationship you want, they want. And it really is so much better when you get out of that awareness stage into taking the action with absolute clarity. Anyway, my name is Debbie Rivers. I'm a relationship coach and thanks for listening. Bye for now.